Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods as well as conventional medical practices to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki. I am Paula Vale, your host, and today we have a really fun episode. I have my dear co-host, Kristen Eichel, here with me today, and we are going to talk about Theta Healing and Reiki. So welcome. Happy New Year, everyone. We are in this new year. It's going to be beautiful, beautiful energy coming through. And I want to welcome Kristen. And Kristen is a Yasui Reiki master. She is a yoga master, a specialist. She's certified in advanced theta healing. She has traveled the world. Her clients and the world gain from her beautiful experiences and her knowledge. And she's also the author of an amazing book, Initiate. Well, welcome, Kristen. So happy to have you here today. Thank you, dear Paula, and thank you to your listeners all over the world. It's such an exciting and beautiful opportunity to be able to connect with so many different people, and yet we all share this common thread of what is valuable, what is important, and what I think is really quite phenomenal is everybody is seeking the light in some way in their life. They're seeking an opportunity to express themselves more powerfully, to support their communities, to be of greater service, and to find ways to make their life truly, truly harmonious and beautiful. And so thank you for opening up this doorway for so many people and inviting me and all of us into it. It's it's a treat, as always, to be here with you. Oh, you are so welcome. And I am so excited to hear a little bit about Theta Healing. Uh, It's something that I myself don't know a lot about, and so I'm really excited about this. And I think the listeners are just going to be thrilled. Someone did tell me that um, Theta Healing, that they believe that you can create everything and change reality instantly with this type of healing um, in that brain state. Tell us about Theta Healing. Well, what is so phenomenal about the different brain states that we go into is they're all vibrational states. So we can be in the vibrational state of love and joy and harmony and gratitude and passion and delight and creativity, or we can be in the brain state of lack and negativity and anger and fear and all that kind of stuff, right? And each of them... I was just teaching about this this morning, in fact. Each of them is only a harmony in the giant symphony that surrounds you. Think of it that way. So instead of thinking of the color of something or the feeling of something or the texture of something or the density of something, think instead as if it were just a a vibrational pattern on a piece of paper. Okay? And if you were to look at your life as these different vibrational patterns, some of them flow harmoniously and coincide beautifully with others. Some of them have knots or tangles in them. Some of them kind of go in a little circle and never get anywhere. Some of them are tied around other ones and holding them back and making a knot. There's all these different frequencies that we are within. 
And when we learn how to cleanse, harmonize, balance our frequencies, we generally report that we feel better, we sleep better, we're happier, we feel like we're in the flow of our life, that creativity is abundant around us, and that we feel joyous in our expression as a human. However, we always can say, oh, there's this thing that's stuck for me or this thing that's not working for me or this thing that's, that's in a placement that for some reason I can't really ever get around. And the challenge is once we've used up all the tools that we know of and we still have the problem, there's clearly something else that's there to address. And that's why I like when we have many tools in our tool chest to pull from. If you have you know, the expression of if you only have a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. Well, if you have a hammer and a screwdriver and a crowbar and a lathe and a putty knife, you suddenly have more options as to how you will approach any position. I think I say this because my dad's working on my house at the moment. So I think I'm thinking in carpenter's terms, but it's really quite true. So the more you can give yourself in terms of tools to dig or uncover what might be latent or, or deeply hidden inside of your beingness, the greater access you'll have to clear them, cleanse them, heal them, and progress forward. So we were speaking about this um, before you and I, and I can't wait to do a Theta session with you because I think you're going to love it. As an energy worker and as a healer, as many of you in the audience truly already are, or at least interested in how you may be able to use this in your life, you may very clearly know, oh, I, I, don't, I don't like spinach. I just don't like it. I know that I don't like it. I'm clear that I don't like it. Everything about it turns me off. I do not like it. However, there are other things that you may not know that are also acting upon you in your life. So you may say at the top of your head, if I ask you a question, would you like to be prosperous and healthy? And you go, absolutely. Who wouldn't? Of course. I totally want that. And yet, yet, if we were to do muscle testing and we were to go down inside of you, to other layers of you, there might be a place of you that says, yeah, you know, it sounds great, but I'm afraid of it. It's not okay mm-hmm. for me. For some reason, you may have created this block that would prevent abundance and prosperity from being a part of your dynamic. And we oftentimes aren't even aware that we hold it until we go down, down, down into our being to find it. We may think on the surface, like, well, of course I want that. But then if you look around your life and say, but I'm not manifesting it, why not? Theta healing becomes an access point to be able to discover where those places might be. So what we say in theta healing, and theta truly refers to the brainwave state of the theta brainwave state where you are in a more active awareness. It's not as if you're asleep. It's as if your body kind of goes, recedes into the background and your awareness all rushes up to this higher dimensional thought form, if you will. So when we're using the theta brainwave state, it's very much as if we were doing hypnotic work, deep hypnotic work, where your body becomes so peaceful, so relaxed, that you kind of almost forget that it's there. And you go into these deep, rich experiences in your higher mental state that allows you to go to past, present, future, alternate timelines, experience things, smell things, feel things, relive things that are existing in those other timelines. So you get an access point into it. So in Theta, we use a similar kind of process. So when you go into these questions for yourself of, do I believe this or do I have that experience or do I have that history or background, we work on four different layers. So when we're saying that we may hold a belief system, what we're referring to is in your conscious mind, you may not believe that you hold this, but in the genetic level of your body, 
from the ancestors throughout antiquity, you may have a belief system that you've inherited. You don't even know you've inherited it because your parents yes. maybe didn't talk about that. But you've inherited it in your genetic system. And our genetic memory is really very powerful. So it may be acting upon you on a layer that you aren't even aware of to cause you to experience what's happening for you. We also have a soul level, which is kind of like those agreements that your soul comes into of the different lifetime experiences that it may have had. It may have had many, many lifetime experiences where being poor or being in poverty was actually a way to show your piousness for divinity. So, of course, you're going to be poor because you're trying to be a devout member of your community. And yet, in this timeline, that may be not serving your sense of abundance or prosperity. So when we go into the core level, the genetic level, the history level, and the core level, these are the different four levels inside of ourselves that we examine in Theta Healing to see where you may be holding one thought on one level and not on the other three. And that's when the work becomes fascinating because once you pull it out, once you identify it and then pull it out from that level, give it back to creator and then allow a new sense of programming, a new sense of download of this lighter information from creative source, you then muscle test your body afterwards, I will tell you it will have shifted. You then create a new template to create a new trajectory for yourself to create whatever it is that you're looking for expanding in your life. That is fascinating. Now, I have a question. Okay, we hold this in. So can outside circumstances, like let's say I want to write a book, I want to be an author, I want to write a novel, but maybe I have circumstances in my life or people around me or negative people saying, you're not capable of that. No Mm -hmm. one would read that. Would, I, would that be something that I may take inside and not even know it, and that would Absolutely. hold me? Absolutely. From- Absolutely. It's a beautiful question, and it's really true. Sometimes we have the, and again, this is a belief system. We have the belief system that the world upon us, outside of us, is the opposing force against us. It's a belief system. You can mm-hmm. actually change that belief system to see that those quote-unquote, opposing forces outside of you are actually the challenges that make you dig deeper and get more education, more committed to yourself, a greater sense of worthiness. So instead of it becoming an opposing force against you, it becomes a backboard for you to bounce off of and get higher. If you alter your belief system about how the world is opposing you versus supporting you, it then changes what you do with that information. So, for example, I love your example. I want to write a book. Great and the world around me does not support it, people say I can't do it, then you can go within, Mm -hmm. and we do a little process, we do the work, and you find, you know what, I actually agree with them. They're right. There's a part of me that's not worthy, it's not smart enough, it's not connected enough, I don't have enough wherewithal, my English isn't good enough, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't have a grasp of the language, I don't own a computer, I can't do it, and the world around me telling me I can't do it, they're absolutely right. I agree. The minute you've checked that box in your mental space of, I agree, you're right, I can't do it, you haven't done it. You won't do it. You'll never get beyond it because you've checked that box. It's kind of like those, and I actually wrote about this in my book, it's kind of like when you go online and you check to agree to respond to a newsletter or you check to agree to the terms of this credit card statement or whatever it is. You have to uncheck the box. 
Once you uncheck the box, then that rule is no longer in effect for you. Now, there may be other rules that are similar to that that are kind of hidden in the small print that you have to do some investigating to find, and we call that work digging work. You go down to really dig into it and find where that might be. But once you get to that very first original contract that you wrote that says, I will never do this, I will only do that, and I will only accept these circumstances, you can actually go back and rewrite that contract or recreate your belief system and download new beliefs, new experiences that allow you to have whatever the circumstances, this new belief in yourself that actually, who am I not to write a book? Of course I can write a book. I'm the only one who could write this particular book. Yes, yes. Oh, when you think about what we can do, what we can open up with this type of healing, wow. It's really quite beautiful. I I know that um, it sounds rather remarkable um, for most people who've never experienced something like this. And, and, and I'm really not one to say that we're going to take your belief that gravity imposes upon you and change it in one session that you now are going to levitate. I'm not going to say that. Because there are so many beliefs that we are a part of that are very, 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 very entrenched and very heavy that would keep us so that levitation is impossible. However, that being said... I actually believe, even though I haven't experienced it, I actually believe that levitation is possible. We just have so many consensual agreements of our planet and what is happening in 3D physical world and the other people around us confirming it that levitation is impossible. So that being said, I think we can believe in things that we don't necessarily see manifested around us at the moment and yet continue to work on our belief system until we can get there. I use levitation as kind of a far-fetched, wide example, but it could really be anything in your life, writing a book, learning a language, having the love of your life, having a balanced, healthy perspective, feeling good in your body, sleeping well, having the job that truly is your passion. It could be anything. That is exciting. That is just exciting. Wow. Well, so one of the one of the things, and I was speaking about muscle testing. And uh, do you know what muscle testing is? Have you ever experienced it yourself? Have not done that. No. So many chiropractors or naturopaths will do something called applied kinesiology, and this is it's a couple of different things. You sort of put your fingers in a circle and you say yes or no, and and the the ability to hold your fingers in the circle changes depending upon whether it's yes, you get a strong response, or no, the fingers break if you pull against them. Um, other people do it with the arm extended out from the side of the body, and you push it down, and if you're saying yes, your strength is there, the arm does not push down, and no, the arm pushes down. So you're asking questions. Some people actually even use the pendulum as a way to get a verification of a yes or a no for the answers. One of the ways that I like to do the verification, since it's rather difficult yourself to do the the floating arm technique or the little circle with the fingers technique, is to actually do a standing way to ask your body yes or no questions. And another thing that's very interesting, if you're a little dehydrated or if your polarity is a little messed up, you will actually test opposites of the yes or the no's. So if you're testing opposites, then what I describe, have a drink of water, hydrate yourself, ground yourself, and sort of imagine you're flipping your poles. You can actually sort of put one hand at your head and one hand at your belly and kind of like switch your energy around and sort of imagine that you're kind of now in your right alignment and then retest yourself and see if that doesn't make a difference. 
But in terms of muscle testing, do you want to do a little experiment and see if the folks at home can play with it? Oh, I think that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Uh, shall we do that after our next commercial break? That sounds I love terrific. that idea. Let's do that. Yes. That sounds terrific. Now, I have used a pendulum. So when I've used that pendulum, it really, it was similar to that? It can be. The pendulum actually is a fantastic device. You can use it for a variety. As many people as there are playing with it is as many different ways you can use it, quite honestly. Some people will use it to find minerals or to find lost objects. Other people will use it to determine, you know, the old midwives with the sex of the baby or to look for disease or unwellness or imbalances in the physical body. Some people will use it to determine if they should eat this mineral or drink that particular fluid or what have you, or expose themselves to certain things, or even use it for answering yes or no questions based upon, you know, experiences that you're having in life. Is this something that I need to learn from, or how can I address this? And you can use the pendulum as an access point. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, why don't we go into commercial break, and when we come back, uh, you can share with us a little bit of muscle testing that, that everyone can get involved with. That sounds I'm terrific. excited. Thank you, Kristen. All right, everyone, we will be back in just a few moments. Thank you. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more.
You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to For the Love of Reiki. Thank you for joining us. And today we have Kristen Eichel, and we are talking about Theta Healing. Just some wonderful information. Wow. And Kristen is going to share. Now, I I would like to um, find out, Kristen, if you can tell us a little bit about working the Theta Healing in with your Reiki practice for you know, something for us Reiki practitioners out there to think about and, and possibly pull that in into what we can offer. I think it's a beautiful adjunct. Thank you for asking. Um, one of the things that's really quite beautiful about Reiki is that we can kind of settle into the energy, we can let it flow through us, and we can really become this open channel for someone else's healing at, at, at a great benefit to everybody involved. Oftentimes what happens with Reiki healers and in the Reiki sessions is you start to pick up information. Some people become incredibly psychic or intuitively aligned with their clients. And sometimes you become very deeply aligned with some clients and maybe not so much with others, but many people begin to get inspirations or impressions. Have you ever had that happen where you're working with someone and suddenly you see something or you know something or you sort of have some idea about a part of the body or an imbalance that's going on with them? Have you ever had that happen? Yes, yes, absolutely. So what you then get to do and what I've experienced that works so beautifully with the Reiki is that if I come across something where I feel an imbalance in the body or a density or a darkness or a heaviness, or I start to feel it as an image in my mind. Sometimes I get an image or I I start to see things. What you do with the theta healing is that you ask permission from your client to be able to do this particular work. And so what that would look like, so for example, I'm working with a woman who's a singer and I put my hands, you know, near her throat and her chest and her heart and I start to feel density around her throat and her chest. Well, that would make sense. You know, because there's singers, there's a lot of energy in there, and maybe they have to clear something that would help them to open up. But perhaps they know what it is, perhaps they don't know what it is. So I'm working with her, and I, and I sort of start to get some feelings that maybe there's some emotion that needs to be released that hasn't yet been released. And so I can ask my client, do I have your permission to go into Theta and ask Creator what's going on here? Because sometimes the person may not know. She may have no idea. She's like, yeah, I feel a little, <clears throat> I'm getting coming down with something. But you and I both know it's usually not coming down with something. It's usually something energetic that needs to be opened up. So in that instance, I would then trust my instinct, which is asking to ask. I go through the theta process within my own body, grounding myself to the earth, bringing myself up to creative divine source. And then in that source, I... It's called the command. I make the command to source to show me what's going on with my client. We always do this in alignment and in permission with our clients, greatest good. We don't do anything against them because that's, first of all, it's not cool. And secondly, they need to be a part of whatever healing is going on for them. They need to be in alignment and in agreement to allow source to work with them as much as you would when you're doing a Reiki session. In that state of alignment with creator source, 
I ask to be shown or I ask to hear or I ask in some way to receive the information that would be most beneficial to work on whatever it is. And then I get myself out of the way. You then come back down and allow the information to be received, either visually or experientially or feeling it or getting some sort of knowingness. And sometimes I'll get some information. So, for example, I come back down and I see that there is an emotional trauma that has never been addressed or released that goes back to a belief system she has about herself or a place in her life where something was stymied. And from that, I then ask her, do I have your permission to pull this energy of this trauma? Do I have your permission to open up this space and create a different belief system for yourself? And she'll say yes or no. Usually it's yes. I then go back up to creator, and I make the command to ask that this be pulled from her experience, pulled from her core level, her genetic level, her soul level, or her history level, that any place in any time and space where this is imposing upon her, causing her detriment or ill will, I ask for that to be removed. And then, because you're taking something out, you always want to put something back because nature abhors a vacuum, right? So we then ask for perfect balance or perfect healing or the exact opposite of what was being removed. So let's say she has, for example, a fear of being heard. Many people have a fear of being heard. She's a singer. And yet, oftentimes, we look to work through the very thing we're afraid of. So she has a fear of being heard. Speaking her truth is dangerous for her. So I then go in and say... Let's pull out that concern, that fear of speaking her truth, and let's now download the feeling and the experience that speaking my truth is a blessing. I know my truth. I can feel what truth feels like. It is an honor to speak my truth. I am completely supported in speaking my truth. Speaking my truth is something that I feel deeply inside of my body as a blessing in my life. And so it is. And we then thank Creator. We then ask to be shown that this has occurred. And then we come back down into the body and we allow our intuitive sense to experience what would it mean to have that fear of being heard, for example, pulled, lifted, cleared, resolved from her being, cleansed in the light because it's really source who does all the work, just as much yes. as source does the Reiki work. And yes. then depositing this beautiful, fresh, new energy of what it feels like to be this wonderful, expressive being, aligned with that beautiful Reiki vibration, which is already so loving and so supportive, so that her body, her mind, her spirit, her emotional being are all supported on these levels. And then we go back to source and see if there's anything else that needs to be cleared or if we're complete. We then ask for greater clarification if there's nothing else to do. We then come back down, rejoin our client, and check in with them and see how they're experiencing this new space. Sometimes they will also experience a visual, a mental, emotional um, characteristic that goes along with this work that is a little bit different from the Reiki experience. Yes, beautiful, beautiful. That I love that. I love that. And and you're right. Source, source is the one that gets us done. And then we add the Reiki, which I call the love touch. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, I love it. Oh, thank you. Absolutely, and it, and it becomes a very gentle <clears throat> process. I think that they that they are not the same energy, but they harmonize so beautifully together because you're always looking for the highest, greatest good of everyone involved. So you're always working in the light and in the permission so that you can literally do no harm at that point. You're looking to open up that channel 
for this individual to receive their own blessing and their own healing. You're just acting as that sort of mouthpiece doorway of like, hey, buddy, we got another order for the ham on rye. Let's bring it down. You know, so <laughs> yes. you, you then you then open up that that channel of energy there. But sometimes if you are on your own and you're you know sort of practicing on your own, you may feel that there's something there, but you don't have someone else to do the looking for you, that's when you then get to do the muscle testing for yourself to see if you actually are holding that belief. So, ready to try the little experiment? Yes, yes. Okay. We would love it. Wouldn't we, audience? Yes, we yay. would. I hear, the, I hear the yay resounding around the world. Okay. Around the world. So, it's generally better, and it doesn't have to be, but it's generally better to do it standing. And you position your body relatively facing north, give or take. Do the best you can. Standing comfortably. I personally prefer to be barefoot, but it doesn't matter. You can do it with shoes on if that feels okay for you. But everybody, if you can, if you're not in some other place, stand up and feel your feet deeply grounded to the earth. And I'm going to ask you to give a little test to yourself. So what I would like you to do in your northern facing position is just really let your energy drop into your feet and feel as if they kind of go a couple of inches down. So you feel deeply anchored and rooted and grounded. That's just to give you that sense of groundedness so that you're coming out of this mental space of sort of lightheadedness and down really into connection with Mother Earth. And once you have that, some people prefer to keep their eyes open. Some people prefer to keep their eyes closed. It doesn't really matter. The idea is to feel what your body feels without judgment on your mind. So you allow yourself to go into the feeling space of your body. And all I would like you to do now is either say out loud or imagine to yourself, what is the feeling of yes? Yes, 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 yes. And let yourself truly feel what yes feels like. And as you do so, your body should begin to lean forward until it catches you with your toes. You don't fall over. You just come a little forward until it catches you with your toes. Now, If you're not feeling yourself moving forward, one of two things. Either A, you're thinking too much, so I want you to relax more and just feel. There's no, nobody can watch you. You're doing this on your own, so let yourself feel. Or B, if you're not responding or you're going backwards, try just drinking a little bit of water, hydrate yourself, and then try it again. So the yes response should have you lean forward until you catch yourself with your toes, and then you can write yourself back to standing. Once you've completed that, yes, 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 Catch yourself, come back to standing. You then do no. And let yourself, again, not in the thinking, but in the true feeling. No, 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 no. And feel how your body drops backwards. And drops backwards until you catch yourself with your heels. Again, you're dropping back just a degree or two. You're not falling backwards. It's just that tiny little bit of a sense of a pitch. And then your heels catch you, and you bring yourself back up to standing again. Again, if you're testing opposite, your no is forward and your yes is backwards, either switch your polarity or have some water, reground yourself, and try it again. That little yes, 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 no, 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 become very adept with that. Really learn how to feel with that. And let your body feel safe. Just tell your body, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe, yes. And if your body is testing no, no, no to I'm safe, well, then already you've got an answer of clearly body needs to be felt safe so you can do some work on that sense. Once you've become adept in this very gentle way to muscle test for yourself to know your answers, you then can begin to investigate yourself. What I like to do is offer up a certain layer of, of questioning that is responsive to whatever it is that I'm working on. So if I have um, 
an issue that I would very much like to know more about or I have a circumstance that I'm looking to understand for myself. I will have a certain list of questions that I want to have as a starter. So um, I may start with, all right, we'll go back to our singer with her, with her voice. Now we'll pretend it's me. I'm the singer, and now it's my fear of being heard, which is actually a very common fear. Many people will block themselves from being heard for a variety of reasons. We may feel on some level, on the core genetic history or soul level, that being heard is unsafe, that perhaps we will be killed for speaking our truth. That's a very real fear for many people on some level. For some of them, it's an actual level in their life right now that if they were to speak their truth, they would have severe and dire consequences, and we know that that's actually true. For other people, it's not expressed in the physical world around them, but somewhere on their soul level, they have the imprint and the remembrance that speaking truth really got them in trouble for many, many lifetimes, and it's not safe to ever speak your truth. And so in this lifetime, they feel imposed upon It may be at a genetic level or it may be on this sort of societal level that we as these people or as this culture of this sex or of this gender or of this experience are not okay to speak our truth because something dire will happen to us. Even if you're the most self-empowered being on the planet, you may still have one strata or another that confirms to you, "Mm, sorry, dude, not okay. You may not speak your truth. So we then begin to investigate where we hold it and perhaps why we hold it. Perhaps speaking your truth keeps you safe. Perhaps speaking your truth helps you to know that you are in alignment with source. Or perhaps speaking your truth helps you to feel in some way that you are doing something appropriate. We have different layers of where we keep them. So then I go in and I ask those questions. I find the layers of where I'm holding it. I find these different things that I may not have even known. So maybe speaking my truth has to go with something on the level of... um, of a past life experience or of a current life experience. It really doesn't matter. If it's imposing upon you now, it's a current life experience and it needs to be cleared. You then have an access point to go into to use the meditation to connect with source and to pull that belief system and then download into you the experience that speaking my truth, I am safe to speak my truth, yes. The programming of I'm safe to speak my truth is pulled, canceled, resolved, sent back to the light, and the download of it is safe to speak my truth, yes, is reinstalled into its place. And you switch the operating system. You switch the agreements that you've created. And then after you've done that meditation, you come back and then you muscle test yourself again. You do your yes, 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 your no, 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 just to reaffirm that you're still well hydrated and in your appropriate balance. And then you ask yourself the same question as you asked yourself before that gave you the negative response, and you see how you've shifted it. And if you have not shifted it, if it still says, no, I'm not safe to speak my truth, then you do a little bit more investigation, a little bit deeper digging, and you ask other questions to find where it might be. It's not usually something on the surface. You may have a surface, but I bet you, If you have to go deeper and deeper and deeper, you'll find more and more places. Once you get to that root cause, it then is easier to pull it up by the roots and have it completely eradicated from your programming for whatever. If you think about the plant mint, I don't know if you've ever grown mint in your yard or what have you, and I love mint. I use it for tea. I use it for all kinds of things. Mint is fantastic. She's also pernicious, and she will grow and take over your entire garden in two seconds, send out little runners, and a brand-new plant pops up. So if all you're doing is chopping off the top leaves and cutting the little runners and you don't get down to the roots, you're going to continually have mint for the rest of your life taking over your garden. 
meant to keep spiders away, but you, you might want to rip it out of the roots if it's in places that you don't want it. So you have to not just trim the top beliefs. You have to go right down to the very, very, very deep core beliefs, to those places that might be in your genetic family history that might even be on a soul level of past lives that you have no recollection for whatsoever and pull them out by the roots. Yes, yes. Oh, beautiful, beautiful analogy. Mighty Mint, that mint. (laughs) Mighty Mint. I know we love our mint, but, you know, she does take over. Uh, I love that muscle exercise. I'm going to do that all the time. And listeners, please email me your experiences. I'm really excited about that. That that works. That is amazing. It does work, and it gives you an easy access point, not just for Theta, but for anything in your life. Do I believe that I'm worthy? Do I love myself? Do I believe that my partnership is is strong, safe, and secure? Do I, whatever you believe, do I believe that my creativity is valuable? Do I believe that I'm a good mother? Whatever it is, you can ask yourself these questions. Is it appropriate for me to take a vacation right now, or should I, is it appropriate for me to work harder? Whatever it is that you hold as a deep belief system, you can truly ask yourself. If your body is breaking down, and you're exhausted, and you're still getting, no, it's not okay for me to take a break, you clearly have some disconnect. Your body is telling you she's breaking down and needs some help, but some other program is running that's putting you like a workhorse through the mill, and you need to respond appropriately on all layers. If your body is telling you something, listen and find the access point to hear it. Yes, yes, communicate with our body. That is beautiful. Well, we have to take another commercial break here. That was just fantastic, Kristen. I'm really excited about that. Um, When we come back, I'm going to read a little email from one of our listeners, and then we'll talk a little bit more about the Theta Healing and maybe even do a meditation. So Delicious. Yes. All right. Okay, everyone, we will be back in just a few minutes. Thank you. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. 
The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am Paula Vale with Kristen Eichel, and we're having a lot of fun today with uh, talking about Theta Healing and Reiki. And if you want to find out a little bit more about Crystal, please look at her website, um, crystaleichel.com. Check out her book, Initiate. The, The story she has, the experience she has, we're just so blessed to have you on the show today, Kristen. It's just, I just want to say thank you. Oh, well, I, I'm so excited every single time to work with you. I just adore what you're doing, so thank you. I have so much fun with you. I and I <laughs> would like to take a moment to share an email that I received um, two minutes after the live show, December 17th. I mean, she must have got right on the computer. And we had talked about the World Wildlife Reiki Circle, which Mm -hmm. I began last month. And this is every month on the third Saturday of the month for January, it'll be the 17th. Wherever you are around the world, in your time zone, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you can send Reiki, love, prayer, good energy to the world's wildlife and the the complete animal kingdom of the world. And through this, we are going to continue to grow this huge wave of Reiki and love that's going to become stronger and larger every month that, that we know the animal world will feel. But I have to share this email because I, I just was really tickled. Um, it came in right after that show. Dear Paula, I just listened to your show And I'm going to be a part of that circle. I don't do Reiki, but I'm going to send love. I'm just so excited. I'm going to be a part of that. And I'm going to learn Reiki. I'm going to learn level one. Please share any thoughts on that. And and I'm so excited. I'm going to learn Reiki. And I will even send Reiki every month with that. And beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? And so great. This was from Alma, and Alma, thank you so much. That just that just made my day reading your beautiful email. Oh, I uh, imagine, and it's so exciting to know that the whole energy of the planet just—it's not just like one new light in the wilderness that Alma is going to share the minute she becomes a Reiki. It's the exponential leveraging of all of it together that every new person brings to it, and that's what's so exciting. Thank you, Alma. 
Yes, thank you so much, Alma. That was just so beautiful, and, and thank you for your gift of love. And oh, it just made my day. Well, well Kristen, what's, what's so exciting that, about what's so exciting about people becoming Reikis as well is that, for example, I, I just did a Reiki one yesterday. My eighty-year-old father became a Reiki one. Oh my! My gosh. nine-year-old daughter is a Reiki. We had a fourteen-year-old girl in there. Reiki is not limited to any age. Anybody yes. can do it. Yes, that so is go. beautiful. Oh, so Alma, you can totally do it, girl. Oh, that is so beautiful. And and to just see this, and that's one of the reasons, we, you know, we're doing this show. That, you know, more people are going to learn about Reiki and have the desire to learn Reiki or receive Reiki. Such a beautiful thing. That truly is. Yes. So keep yes. those letters coming in. She loves them. Yes. <laughs> and if, if you heard the last segment of the show... Kristen gave us a beautiful little muscle exercise, and I have to say, because I'm I, one of those people that I just get excited, I was not <laughs> going to wait, I have to do it, so stood up with my earphones, everything, and oh my gosh, it was fantastic. It worked. I am going to have so much fun with that. It totally works, right? Did you respond yes, <sighs> forward, and no, backwards? Yes, absolutely. Forward. I was in this beautiful little forward circle. Oh, feeling so good. And then no, it's like, oh, whoa, okay, yeah, okay, we're going back. Amazing. It's amazing. So, all right, so I love that you did that, so thank you. It gives you the real time experience of what that feels like in your body. Okay, so using that, what you then can do was you said, ask those questions of yourself of what does it feel like, what does it know. But what do you do? So let's say we're going to ask ourselves, I feel unconditionally loved and your body says no. And you're like, well, wait a minute. I have a great partnership. I have great friends. I love myself. I, I, what do you mean no? How can you possibly say no? I totally know that I absolutely know what love feels like. Ah, the thing is, many of us have no idea what it feels like to be unconditionally loved unconditionally being the tag word there. We have love that has conditions on it. I love you if you do this for me. I love you because you're my daughter. I love you. Variety of things that we may attach a certain sense of conditions on. Unconditional love is something that many of us have never known how to feel. So how can your body respond yes if it's never felt it? Right. Right? So one of the things we like to do with Theta is learn how to download into ourselves certain feelings so that we know them when we come across them again. So let's say you have the feeling that love is always conditional. It will be normal for you to have conditional love then, that that love will perhaps never be what you would experience as what you would hope for as your highest, greatest ideal, because for you, your highest, greatest ideal of love now has conditions upon it. Therefore, you'll keep recreating conditional love, thinking that that is the best that you could possibly hope for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, whenever you're ready, play a little game, and we'll ask people at home to get up and do their muscle testing and see if they know what unconditional love feels like. Would you be willing to play the game too, Paula? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay, I'm up. Uh, all right, great. Great. Okay, good. So taking this moment, and just, again, if you need a drink of water, if you're a little dehydrated, give yourself a sip. That's all your body usually needs, just a little sip. doesn't have to drink a, a liter. And 
if you don't, actually, another little thing, too, if you don't have water on standby for whatever reason, you can take your hands, energize them, especially for the Reiki's, put them on your kidneys. Give a second of connection to your kidneys, and that will give your body the understanding of what being hydrated feels like. It's a very interesting little walk work around here. If you don't have a drink of water, just energize your hands, put them on your kidneys, give a little support to your kidneys, and then test, and you'll notice that your yes and no should have regulated out. So ground yourself into your feet, ground yourself into the earth, and really get deep into that feelingness of feeling gravity, feeling yourself deeply, deeply down connected to Mother Earth. And then give yourself your yes-no response. Yes, 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 yes. Your body should feel itself and move forward. Correct it. Come back to center. And then relax and feel no, 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 no. Feel how your body responds and come back to center. Now, keeping that idea of the sensation of just feeling, this is not about thinking, this is not about giving the right answer, just about feeling. And ask yourself, or listen to me ask, and then respond to yourself in your mind, I know what unconditional love feels like. I know what unconditional love feels like. I know what unconditional love feels like. And let that travel around in your mind and then let your body feel and respond as it will, however it moves, forward or backward. I know what unconditional love feels like. I know what unconditional love feels like. I know what unconditional love feels like. And Paula, let me know when you've gotten your response. Yes, I got a big yes, and what come through is source. I, you know, nice. I feel like I feel that every time I activate my Reiki. Oh well, you're you're that's absolutely what's coming to me. right. You're <laughs> absolutely right. But I guarantee you, there's some people out there who have no idea what that feels like. Mm-hmm. So they might have gotten a no. Now they may know what love feels like. They may know what passion or cherishing or other things feel like, but unconditional love, if they don't have that belief or connection to source, they may not know what unconditional love looks like. So what we do is a little meditation to bring us into connection with unconditional love so we can all know exactly what it feels like. Beautiful. Are you willing to try that? Yes, please. Excellent. Okay, great. So let's do that. So take a moment, and you guys can sit down. If you're standing, you can go ahead and sit now because we're going to do this nice little meditation. Just take a moment and breathe into your body and just feel yourself deeply, deeply relaxing, letting your body feel safe wherever you are. Of course, if you're driving, you're not doing this. But wherever you are where you're in a safe place where you can close your eyes and let yourself begin to sink deeply, deeply down into whatever it is that's supporting your body. Begin to put your awareness in your heart space. Feel the experience of your heart space just Expanding like a thousand petal lotus, this giant, open, radiant light source, and let it begin to expand and expand and expand. And as this beautiful light in your heart space is expanded even bigger than your physical body, take that energy, that beautiful light, and begin to descend it down through your beingness, through your body, through the core of your being, the organs, the muscles, the fibers, the bones, through the spine, down to the hips down through the tailbone and the legs, traveling all the way through the legs, down through the ankles and the feet, and coming out the soles of the feet 
and going down deep into Mother Earth, passing through the crust, passing through the mantle, going through the crystals and the water label tables, down, 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 deep, deep, deep into the Earth. Feel that beautiful energy descending, going deeper and deeper and deeper, down, down, down to the very, very, very molten core of Mother Earth, where every molecule of our being comes from. And let your awareness mix and mingle the very core energy of Mother Earth, this molten lava aspect. And then pull this new recharged energy back up through the layers of Mother Earth. Back up, 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 all the way up. Back up through your feet and ankles and legs. Back up through the hips and spine. Back up through the organs. Channeling, traveling upwards through the collarbones, the neck, the head. And this beautiful expanded energy begins to come out of the top of your head. And your very consciousness begins to expand above your beingness as well. Coming out the top of your head and connecting like in this bright, sparkly crystal of light. Beautiful bubble of light. And let it begin to pull you upwards. And notice how you're leaving the gravitational field of planet Earth. In fact, you're coming up through the atmosphere, past the sphere of the Earth. It's far below you. And you're coming up closer to the moon, passing through the face of this shiny, reflected light of the moon out into our solar system. Your consciousness is traveling faster and faster and brighter and brighter through the solar system into the galaxy. And as you're passing through the galaxy, you're passing bright lights and dark lights and bright lights and dark lights. And you're traveling through all these different experiences, all these different layers of being, these different levels of consciousness passing through. And as you do, you begin to experience this infinite space all around you, stretching beyond any capacity of understanding. Simply knowing that it's there, you're speeding up, getting faster and faster, faster and faster, brighter and brighter, shinier and shinier, until you come to a rainbow jelly-like substance and you pass through this layer, consciousness and being, and you come into this bright shaft of light and you travel up this bright shaft of light coming into this beautiful new layer, this bright, fluffy, sparkly, effervescent experience of light, dimensionless, formless, all around you. And let yourself begin to experience that sense of connection and union with the oneness. They feel like this fluffy, sparkly, soft, radiant energy of light in all dimension, all direction. And let it just be a knowing. Let it be a feeling. Let it be an experience. How joyous and playful, yummy and delicious this can truly experience as a being in this seventh level of connectivity with Source. And as you're in this space, as you breathe in this beautiful light, as you're in this beautiful sparkly bubble of light, allow yourself to feel that sense of merging with Source since you truly are already of source, and then address and give the command of you as this merged beingness of source. It is commanded, great being, 
God, Goddess, all that is, divinity, divine light, that I experience, I download into my physical body now, my soul, core genetic history experience of myself, the feeling, unconditional love from source. Thank you. It is done, it is done, it is done, and so it is. And let yourself begin almost as if you're peeking down from a cloud. Come back down and experience your body with eyes closed, deeply relaxing, and experience what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it imagine like? As if unconditional love, like snowflakes, were to fall upon your body, were to be absorbed in your being, were to be breathed into your lungs, into your heart, into your experience of self. And let that fill you with this light. And then come back up to source. Come back up into that light and feel as if you've come into this rainbow of sparkly crystals of light like a shower. And then come back into that beautiful crystal of being and drop back down through the layers, back through the rainbow jelly-like substance, back through all time and space, passing quickly, quickly through the dark lights and the bright lights, coming back past the moon into the Earth's gravitational pull, coming back down into the crown of your head and traveling through your physical body all the way down to the very core of Mother Earth, letting your energy ground, mix, and mingle. And then pull it back up through the layers, back up through your feet, back up through your physical body, shooting like a fountain all around you in these sparkly crystals of light. And then opening your eyes, coming back into this timeline and feel that lovely sense of this renewed energy, that lovely sense of what it feels like to be connected to source and unconditional love. And so it is. Oh, that was beautiful, Kristen. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm afraid. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm afraid we've we've finished our hour. Uh, what a way to end the show, Kristen. Yay, thank, thank you, you so Paula, much. Thank you for having me on, as always. Oh, and thank you to all of our listeners. Hugs and blessings around the world. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you again for tuning into For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health.